Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into the show. Abbreviated version of the last lap tonight. Hello across New Orleans and across the world. If you're listening at WWL.com or the radio.com app. One hour show, but a packed hour here. Lots to discuss. It'll all be about Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. More news and storylines around this today. Carter Bryant coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Preston Ellis of the Bird Rights at the bottom of the hour. We'll have some sports libs. But today we heard from or via the Los Angeles Times from the Lakers. They leaked this out. There's no doubt about that that the Lakers are apparently calling off negotiations with the Pelicans for Anthony Davis for what they deem as outrageous trade demands from the Pelicans. Which is a little interesting to me because the only outrageous party in this whole thing is, well, the Lakers and then also, let's be honest here, they're part of the Lakers, Rich Paul and Anthony Davis's representation. They're all acting as one big group. They've been the outrageous ones here, acting like their last offer that they sent over of Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball, who doesn't even want to be here, plus two first-round picks. Next year's first-round pick would be a late first-round pick. And then useless salary cap relief was some kind of God's gift to New Orleans. That's outrageous. The Pelicans countered by saying, we want four first-round picks and eight total draft picks. And all the players, maybe more than you included. And you know what? They're right. That is the kind of compensation that they're going to get from a franchise this summer. Whether that's the Celtics, whether that's the Knicks, or possibly other franchises that could surprisingly jump into this bidding war. Toronto is out there. No Kawhi Leonard. If he leaves, watch out. They could enter this in a big way. And I expect them to be contenders this year for a title. That could be a spot where Anthony Davis, you never know, might like to play long-term. Philadelphia could be there. Maybe you see Milwaukee somehow. I don't think so, but maybe you see them involved. The Golden State Warriors, if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson leave, certainly Anthony Davis could land there. Now is not the time for the Pelicans to make the deal. They continue to have all the leverage in this situation. And the the one saving grace here is that Mickey Loomis is in this spot overseeing this whole thing. No, I don't think Mickey Loomis should be the president of basketball operations long term. They need a basketball guy in that spot who's not focused on football eight months out of the year. But right now, at least, by the grace of whatever basketball gods are out there, Mickey Loomis has been through these negotiations before with so many great agents in the NFL playing hardball against him. He's not going to blink against Magic Johnson. He's just not. Another one of the more intriguing questions looming over this whole Anthony Davis saga is whether he'll ever suit up for New Orleans again after his trade demands. Now, the Pelicans brass, including Loomis, Demps, Gentry, 
They've expressed no desire to let Davis play again this season. In fact, remember last week they removed Davis from the team's pregame hype video? Gentry was also asked directly in one of his postgame pressers last week whether Davis will play for the team again, and he kind of filibustered his way through, didn't answer, said, we'll, we'll get to that later, we'll find out what's best for us. Meanwhile, some across the league are, have now begun to openly complain that Anthony Davis is being unfairly treated by the Pelicans. Some are demanding that the NBA step in, Adam Silver step in. Now, guess where most of these complaints are coming? Los Angeles and those who cover the team. I think it's probable that the Lakers are fostering some of this conversation, whether directly in conversations with the commissioner's office or indirectly through leaks to the media. No surprise there. That's their strategy, foment chaos and try to come out on top of that chaos. But here's the thing. Very clearly, none of these complaints or requests means much of anything. There's no precedent in the NBA for the league offices nor the commissioner to intervene and demand a team to play certain players. The NBA Players Association is going to defend Davis in this. That's their job. They should say they want him on the court. But the Pelicans are going to defend their very clear right to play whatever players they feel is in the best interest of their franchise. And those best interests right now mean keeping Anthony Davis on the sidelines and off the court. It would be irresponsible to risk injury to Davis when the only value he has left to your franchise is in the trade market the only thing the pelicans owe davis is the money promised on his contract they don't owe him a spot on the court that's not how those things work sorry anthony davis i think there was a better chance that the saints remember that lawsuit the saints filed saints fans last week against the nfl trying to get the nfc championship game replayed there was a better chance that that would succeed than these pushes for Adam Silver to step in and force the Pelicans to play Anthony Davis. Also, do you really want the commissioner, his nose in team dealings, forcing teams to play guys when he wants? I mean, that's just silly. That sounds more like the WWE than the NBA. So will AD ever be on the court again for the Pelicans? Maybe after the trade deadline, if he can somehow convince Alvin Gentry and Mickey Loomis to capitulate to another one of his demands. And look, that may please Anthony Davis and his representatives, but I want to be clear here. It's not going to accomplish much of anything for the Pelicans other than risking yet another injury to Anthony Davis, who is now just an incredibly valuable trade asset. And also, you might win a few more games this season, but realistically, that's not something you want to do here. That means fewer ping pong balls in that NBA draft lottery. So I firmly believe here the Pelicans should continue to operate with their best interests at heart. That means shelving Anthony Davis until he's shipped off to L.A. or Boston or New York or whatever other destination gets them the best return on their six-and-a-half-year investment. That's what I think. And you can also find my commentary online at WWL.com. I also had a little Facebook live chat on this on the WWL Radio Facebook page earlier. You can continue to chat with your fellow fans there. We're going to take a quick break. When you come back, more of your calls. And Carter Bryant comes on into the program. I'm Seth Dunlap. Tim Zimmer's behind the glass. It's the last lap. One hour of it just getting started here on WWL. Talking a lot of Anthony Davis. That saga continues on the other end of this saga. 
The Los Angeles Lakers loom, but tonight they lose by 42 points. That was the largest loss in LeBron James's career. They were in Indiana, and there was uh, – we'll play this clip for our moment of zen, but Brandon Ingram was greeted by, during his one of his free throws, a chorus of Pacers fans chanting, LeBron's going to trade you, LeBron's going to trade you, and, well, he just may. LeBron – kind of acting as the de facto GM there and pretty much everywhere else he's been. We've been covering that. And time to bring on in Carter Bryant, as promised, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas. It was a rare day where Carter and I were on each other's programs. I was on Carter's show earlier today. And and Carter, welcome on into the show here tonight. What's up, dude? Uh, Nothing much. I'm in the middle of Arkansas, one of the few places I have service at a had to drive and do a gig, and now I'm on my way back, and everything's everything's great, man. How, how are you? Yeah, we, you know, it's interesting. I, I've, I've finally gotten over the shell shock of not only the no call, but then AD's trade request six days later, and now we're just into coverage mode of this, and selfishly, this is a great time to be uh, in, in the sports media. Let me put it that way. Not that I wanted this to happen, but... It's very interesting watching this all play out. I know you probably agree with that. Yeah, so I have a very interesting theory on this whole Saints thing is that the one thing about feeling cheated, so think about getting cheated on by your girlfriend. Lucky enough for me, that's never happened, or at least I don't think it's happened. But I, I, I can I can say pretty assuredly that that's never happened to me. But people that have been cheated, yeah, it sucks that you're cheated, but there's a certain freedom of being cheated. And, you know, as Saints fans, you always have that, well, you know, we could have won, but this is what's, what stopped us. And it gives you an excuse just built in. And it's kind of like a release maybe. And because of that, there's nothing better than being a part of something when you are right and you're rebelling against society. And I think that's why when we saw the second line celebrations and we saw all these amazing Saints parties that were far better than that stinking, corporate, mushed up piece of crap Super Bowl. I, I think that rebellious nature, that us against the world nature, has kind of made Saints fans even Saints fans even more prouder of the team than if the right call was made and they were to lose Super Bowl. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy how all this play, uh, has played out. It was an incredible scene and one that I've argued with everybody and everybody I've talked to across the country this week that only New Orleans could have pulled off. It was just that, that scene on Decatur, tens of thousands of people in a second line was was something certainly incredible. Real quick Super Bowl question before we get to Anthony Davis. D- does what happened to the Rams, does that take any shine away from Sean McVay and his brilliance and Jared Goff and maybe Todd Gurley as well, or, or do you think it doesn't matter in the long run? It takes more away from Goff and Gurley because there's no telling whatever happened to Gurley, and he declined to speak to media to the media today. Golf was so late on that Brandon Cooks throw. That was such a bad miss in the end zone. For those that actually watch the game, once again in New Orleans, I don't know who all did and who didn't. But for those that don't know, it was a two-man out. It was a wide-open throw. Cooks was waiting on the ball, and golf was just so late. He was hesitant. Uh, Sean McVay was half coach. Bill Belichick is a man-defense kind of guy. 
ran a lot of zone. McVay couldn't overcome it. Golf's a mediocre quarterback, and it showed. So, yeah, McVay was a, a, a little young, and he took full blame for that. So he's ahead of his years in terms of that. But overall, it was a bad look for McVay, but an even worse look for for golf and girly. Man, I do give credit to Sean McVay for what you said, stepping up to the podium and just taking full blame for everything that went wrong for the Rams. Although that showed a lot of maturity for a very young yeah. guy. It's Carter Bryant here on the program, host of the Carter Bryant Show, at Carter the Power on Twitter. You need to be following him. So let's talk about Anthony Davis here. And the latest today, of course, is the Lakers trying to get some sort of leverage back, which I think they're going to fail to do here, Carter, by leaking to the Los Angeles Times. Oh, we're pulling out because it's the Pel- Pelicans who are acting outrageous is how they frame it. Outrageous in this process. Outrageous demands. And really, isn't it the Lakers who are being the outrageous ones during this whole thing? Yeah, it's it's dumb. You know, and I, I was just in LA and they they live in a different world out there. You know, there's a lot of Los Angeles people that are just very laissez faire, whatever happens, happens. Everybody's easy going. And then there's a lot of L.A. people that feel as if, you know, they live in a different world. Like, they live in fantasy land. Like, we should all bow down to Lakers' demands. Like, going ahead, get this over with. Because we all know Anthony's going to come here, so you might as well just get it done. No, that's not how it works. And when you really think about it, the people that actually run the Lakers are – the people that live on different pedestals than everyone else. You know, Rob Palinka's lived a, a, a very amazing life as an agent and now GM. And then Magic Johnson has lived one of the best lives out of any professional athlete in, in, in human history. So LeBron James, same thing. And they, they feel as if this is just going to happen. Hi, you know, an agent, uh, Mr. Rich Paul, is with, with the Lakers and – He's a bronze guy. Y'all need to have to do this. No, no. I mean, I can live without Kyle Kuzma and the LeVar. Can you imagine LeVar on Decatur? Oh, my LeVar goodness. and Frenchman. Oh, my God. He, he would think the world revolved around him. So, no, I mean, the, the, the Pelicans should, should hold off. Um, we, we all need to be patient. Uh, I'm horrible at NBA contract. Uh, language and all that stuff, but there's this is this is going to take some time, and I'm all for it. Don't bow down to the Laker brand, whatever you do. No, don't bow down to the Lakers, and and you should really wait to the summer here. I've said this before. You dangle the carrot on the end of the stick. Also, for front office talent here, Carter, all, every indication that we're getting here in the city and sources inside the Pelicans say they are finally ready to restructure the front office, which should have happened a long time ago. But Dempsey would be gone. Right. Mickey Loomis would be gone from that spot. So why wouldn't you use this trade, one of the biggest trades in NBA history whenever it happens, certainly, as a carrot to lure in premier front office talent. To me, it's not just about the on-court return you'll get for Anthony Davis, but you could also bring in some major, major, young, bright, brilliant front office guys if you really are serious about restructuring that front office. Yeah, and whoever that may be, you just don't really know. Like, it could be some analytics guy, some analytics blogger. I mean, look, I mean, John Hollinger, I know it's not a good year for, for the Grizzlies, but, I mean, he's been in that Grizzlies front office for quite quite some time. I mean, you, the Lakers have Rob Polinka as a background in being an agent. I mean, you really don't know uh, what direction they're going to go there. And, I mean, 
there's no telling where this trade's going to go. One one thing that I do find interesting, though, is how is Anthony Davis and LeBron going to fit together? You know, LeBron works best with shooters. I don't know. I can't really recall a time where LeBron was just so crisp with the traditional big man. And Anthony Davis obviously is a, a traditional big man and can do so many different things. But, you know, I don't know how good that duo actually works. And Anthony Davis has, has been injury prone. And LeBron had that first injury that we've seen him quite some time, missing 15 games. So who knows exactly even if that's going to work for Los Angeles. So we'll see. Uh, one of the other aspects, the questions lingering over this whole situation is, well, if Anthony Davis will ever play for the Pelicans again, assuming he's not traded before the deadline, certainly won't tr- uh, play before that Thursday deadline. But after that, and, and look, I don't pretend to have a monopoly on correct opinions at all, but my opinion is I don't think he really should play anymore. But I'm curious to know no. what you think, Carter. Do you think he should? Do you think the Pelicans should kind of acquiesce to his demands when he wants to get back on the court after the trade deadline? No, and there's plenty of people that have a sound argument as to why you should because Anthony Davis gave so much to the Pelicans. He really did. And there's no telling how much AD actually played into Rich Paul leaking whatever he leaked to Woj or whoever leaked to Woj that Anthony Davis is ready to get traded now. There's really no telling who said what or what exactly happened. I don't know. I know there's different stories out there. I mean, I love Anthony Davis. Uh, I loved him at Kentucky. I've loved him for the Pelicans. He's one of the best players, one of the best athletes in New Orleans history ever. But you can't go back on this. You can't put him back out there. You just can't. This is one of the messiest soap operas in the world. And honestly, said this is a big problem with the NBA as a whole. It's just overall the league's just so so soap opery. I'm telling you, the league is Bravo, but with basketball. <laughs> like, it, 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 it is really, like, think about all the stories we actually talk about in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Tapps Porzingis is so sad in New York. Oh, my God, we got to move in the deck. I mean, literally, they're, they're all going from housewives cities as well. I, I find this very fascinating. I'm telling you, the NBA mastered something. They know their regular season's worthless. They know their team's. Uh, that are resting their stars for, quote, load management. So what do you do to drive interest? You make this as dramatic as possible. So this is the National Bravo Association. That's what this is now, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, National Bravo Association. I really like that. Yeah, all the drama. And then you had you know, Boogie out of here and you know what's happening with Kevin Durant and LeBron's legacy and where is he going to go? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I will say the the best thing I learned today is Carter Bryant's never been cheated on. Um, I can't say I'm in the same boat, man. I had it happen once right. and uh, quickly moved on uh, that very night. Wait, did, you, when that wait, did you did you did you did you catch them on a date? No, uh, they uh, this person was very honest. Uh, told me. And I don't think they expected my reaction was basically Ariana Grande, thank you, next kind of thing. So there you go. Wow. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's very smooth. Yeah, dropping the hammer. Uh, Carter, we'll talk to you again next week, Bug. Thanks so much. Anytime. All right. Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas and 
Like you got to follow him on Twitter. He really is a great follow at Carter the Power. Really mean that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about Anthony Davis. Preston Ellis of the Birdrights stops on in. We'll have sports libs later in the hour. And I know we had a couple people on hold. We just couldn't get to your calls there. If you want to call back. Uh, in about 10 minutes or so, we'll get you on. 504-260-1870. That's the number. Text line 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Tim Zimmer's here, too. It's the last lap on WWL. CBS News special report. President Trump's State of the Union speech was his first address to a joint session with one chamber controlled by Democrats. As Congress works to craft a deal on border security to prevent another shutdown, Mr. Trump said protecting the border is a moral duty. This is a smart strategic, see-through steel barrier, not just a simple concrete wall. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The president spoke of the tremendous onslaught of migrant caravans. He spoke of babies being ripped from the womb in late-term abortions. He said he's alarmed by calls to adopt socialism in the United States. Stark stuff. The president clearly uh, was, was came with with sharp jabs at his political rivals in this speech. Mr. Trump spoke for nearly an hour and a half with frequent interruptions of applause from Republican members. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. Sports Libs coming up in just a little bit, but the Anthony Davis discussion continues. If you missed it earlier today, Lakers saying they've cut off negotiations with the Pelicans because of their outrageous demands. My view, they're not outrageous demands from the Pelicans. It's been outrageous behavior by the Lakers, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, and also by Anthony Davis. Stories up at WWL.com. My column on why the Pelicans, should Anthony Davis remain on this team past the trade deadline, should still not step back on the court ever in a Pelicans uniform. Let's go to the phone lines here. Gary in Baton Rouge. Welcome into the show, Gary. Hey, Seth. Hey, Gary. I'm good, Gary. What's up? Thanks, man. Uh, I saw a media outlet reporting on this earlier um, yesterday or so, and um, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there because it's been a few people have reported this. I don't know if it was DMZ or whatever it was, but mm-hmm. um, um, basically I get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, that maybe this is a possibility that Anthony Davis wants to go there to continue his uh, homosexual love affair with LeBron James. Oh, come on. Come on. Just dump that, Tim. It's just absurd. It was well done. I don't know why people do that. It's just it's weird to me that people – that guy was on hold for like 15 minutes, and he got 10 seconds on air, and we dumped the rest. It's well done. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it's LSU basketball in our time slot. LSU basketball coming off a loss. they got to be careful here, Tim. Come on in here because I know uh, you, and, you and I are the LSU basketball peeps at the station um, this year. I think LSU's got to be careful because, yes, they went on that winning streak. They were undefeated in SEC play till last Saturday. Ended up losing to Arkansas in a game that really they should have won with their comeback. But now they go into this stretch of their schedule where they get Mississippi State, they get Auburn, then you've got Kentucky coming, Tennessee later. It's a pretty tough stretch, man. I'm not necessarily concerned, but there's a chance that they go on a little bit of a losing streak here. Yeah, that was the first thing I talked about before the Arkansas game. I said, well, the LSU Tigers are 7-0 and right now in SEC play. But they do have a tough game, you know, tough games coming up. At They have to play Tennessee. They have to play Kentucky. They have to play at Florida. They have to play Auburn. They have a lot of tough games ahead, and I think they can win. They can win some of them. I like to see what the, how they match up against Tennessee and against Florida because they do struggle a lot every time they go to Florida. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
I think they're talented enough to win, but I don't know if they'll be able to not. I think if they finish top three in the SEC, that'd be a really good accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top three, even top four. You're in one of those top four spots. I think that's going to be an accomplishment. I think if they can get a top five seed into the NCAA basketball tournament, that's also going to be big. Let me pull up the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi. I know they had him at a five seed previously. That was before the loss this last week. So I'm as a five seed, but now they're in the east instead of the south bracket. So Joe Lenardi, great bracketologist. He nails, usually gets almost the entire field of uh, 64 or 68 whatever it is now um right as lsu is the five seed oh my gonzaga bulldogs up to a one seed finally uh, in his predictions tim tim saying uh no it's not i was thinking you put money on gonzaga you put money on who you were telling me today oh marquette of course they lose today but you know marquette <laughs> 75 to one odds they're top 10 in the country right now so i figured it's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Duke, Virginia, still the best four teams in the country. Those are the four teams. If you gave me the those four teams against the field right now, that's always kind of a sucker bet. But with how good Duke is really and Gonzaga is this year, I'd probably take those four teams against the field to win it all. All right, let's play a little sports libs. We do this every night. Like Mad Libs. You ever played that on road trips? Sports libs. There's a blank. There's a question. Haven't seen these, and we fill it in. You can play along. You can text us. Your sports libs responses and answers to 870 870. Go ahead, Tim. All right, the first question the NBA and the NFL have been criticized a ton lately. Blank is a better product right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I'm trying to go deep here. I'm trying to go deep. Which league is the better product? Well, I'm not even going to go league. The World Series of Poker is a better product. That's pretty intriguing. Than the NBA and NFL right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's more intriguing. There's more suspense. Certainly the March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament is. You know what's you know what is better for sure? And I think anybody who watches this would agree. Champions League soccer or Premier League soccer. European soccer is just unbelievable right now. I mean, I'm all in. People should be all in. You want people to overseas to be, you know, like the NFL, love the NFL. You can do a little bit of the same. Doesn't mean it has to be among your favorite sports, but yeah. You know what? That's my final answer. European soccer. Drone racing is a better product right now. Drone racing? It's pretty cool. Is that a sport? They showed on ESPN, so I guess just like poker, it's gotta be a sport. I got my first drone as a present for my parents this Christmas, and I still have a tough time flying it, man. I try it ended up in a neighbor's backyard one time. I had to sneak over the fence because they weren't home to go grab it. Then ended up in my other neighbor's tree. It was I mean it's just a mess. I need I need to get an open country to fly one of those things, not in the city anymore. All right, question number two. LSU will finish with the blank recruiting class tomorrow, National Signing Day. Right now I think they're currently number six. I'm gonna say top five. They're gonna end with a top five recruiting class. They should sneak up into the top five if somebody like Devonta Lee Winds up signing with LSU, but all the indications are he will. By the way, he updated his signing time. It looks like it is is it one o'clock? Twelve thirty, I think. Twelve thirty and yeah, um, you'll be able to see him. A meat star. We saw him in the Superdome during state championship week. He was fantastic. And yes, I think that shining. Some others will bump LSU into the top five. A little birdie told me that LSU looks good with the both meat I meet players. So, so uh, sure too. That's what I, I heard. A bird told me that. That's that's what I'm hearing. Ooh, that would be big. That would be big because everybody, you know, the last few months has been saying Sopcher to Alabama. I know it's still up in the air. You have some insiders, like you said, have been telling me, hey, don't don't be surprised if he signs with LSU. I still, 
think he's going to go to Alabama, but maybe you'll be right. Apparently, LSU has an ace in their back pocket. They won't reveal it, but that's what they have. An ace or a bag of money? Well, never mind. Let me let me move on. From Question that. number three: If Zion Williamson signs with Clutch, <laughs> it's a joke, people. That was a joke, people. I'm going to get so much hate mail for that. That was a joke. LSU fans, joke. Okay, Tim, go. If Zion Williamson signs with Clutch Sports Agency, your reaction will be blank. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my reaction will be start the timer until he winds up in Los Angeles. Is that a rumor or is that no, just no, something? that's just sports oh boy. libs. I figured if the Pelicans get the number one pick, you got to think Zion's going to be Clutch Sports Agency, right? My reaction would be the biggest eye roll that I've ever had. What would be – I'm going to throw a sports lib at you. Tim, your reaction if the Pelicans miraculously land the number one overall pick would be blank. I wouldn't be shocked, actually. I think that they have a good shot the way they're tanking right now. <laughs> they're going to end up I, with a – And I think that if they trade Davis, they're gonna, they may end up with it anyway. It's true. It looks like they're going to end up with a bottom seven record in the league, maybe even bottom six record in the league. So we'll have some assets, no doubt about it. All right, that's. All right, I have one more. Question. Oh yeah, go. go Final on. question: NC State's forty-seven to twenty-four loss to Virginia Tech over the weekend was blank. Embarrassing for college basketball. That's stone age of college basketball. That was more embarrassing than a thirteen to three Super Bowl. It just is. Like that makes Virginia. And Tony Bennett and that squad look like a high-scoring offensive juggernaut. That's crazy. We could have went out there and scored twenty-four. I think. Yeah, well, maybe me. I don't know about you, Tim. You ball, I, Tim? I, I'm a good. I'm a good shooter. That's okay, well, that's what we need. Yeah, just, I got the I post up. We got a little mid-range game. I'll stand you got in the, the corner. Outside? Just throw me the ball. Okay. <laughs> Spot up in the corner, Tim Zimmer. All right, there is Sports Libs. We'll be back wrapping up the show. We get, but stick around. We got a great moment of Zen. If you didn't hear the crowd chanting at Brandon Ingram, you're gonna hear what they said. It's pretty funny. Back at Welcome back to the show. Tomorrow night in our time slot, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip. It's LSU Hoops in Starkville against Mississippi State. We'll see if LSU can snap that well, one-game losing streak. That's it for our abbreviated show tonight. If you missed the hour, we had Carter Bryant, Preston Ellis, my commentary on the latest with Anthony Davis and why I don't think and do not believe the Pelicans should ever allow him to suit up in a Pelicans uniform again. You can find the podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio.com app, WWL.com. Thanks to Tim Zimmer. Thanks to Carter Bryant and Preston Ellis. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Seth Dunlap, handing it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. And as always, we leave you with our moment is in Los Angeles tonight playing in Indianapolis and Brandon Ingram reportedly possibly trading going to be traded to the pelicans well the crowd greeted him with these chants of lebron's going to trade you listen up